The title of my message today is Fear Not. You know, these are the words that Jesus himself used maybe more often than any other words. He said that we are not to be in fear. I know we're surrounded by news and more news about this coronavirus, and very little of it is positive, but this coronavirus and the talk about it is that the fear of the coronavirus is as infectious, I think, as the virus itself. On the news, we hear about the number of people who have tested positive today and the number of people who have died, and, and, and all that news is just producing fear in us. We're surrounded by fear. And, and I know that we're living in a world that, at the moment, is, is an uncertain world, and, and our futures are uncertain, but I want you to know that, that God is in control. Even though it may be impossible for us to, to escape hearing about all of this negativity and all of that kind of stuff, I want to tell you what we've done in the long household to try and shield ourselves in some way from the coronavirus and the fear of it. We've stopped listening to the news. We've stopped watching the news. It's very little news now that we will hear in a week. Why have we done that? What we're trying to do is we're trying to insulate ourselves from this barrage of bad news that's trying to attack us from every intake in our home. I mean, you cannot turn on the TV at the moment, but everything is virus-related. Everything that we hear on the radio is virtually all virus-related. And what we've tried to do in our home is we've tried to create this kind of a home where we hear no evil, see no evil, peaceful home. For, what, for the last number of weeks, what we've been playing in our home is constantly we've been playing praise and worship music, positive, uplifting, uplifting music. Sometimes we've been playing this around the clock, and it's not, I know what you're thinking, you're trying to bury your head in the sands. It's not that we're trying to bury our heads in the sand, believe you me. It's that we're trying to insulate ourselves and protect ourselves so that what we're hearing in our home is not all negative, but what we're trying to do is we're trying to drown out the voice of the enemy. You know whatever you have turned up the loudest in your life is what you hear the clearest? You know what I'm talking about. Trying to have a conversation with your wife or your husband while they're watching the TV, I, I, and I know from experience, it's impossible. Every time Angela tries to talk to me and I'm watching something on the television, she just stops and she just says, I am not competing with the television. Now, she doesn't say it that way. She says it in a much nicer way, as you know only Angela can. But what Angela's doing when she does this is she's saying to me, I'm not competing with the television. And why should she? I want to listen to what she has to say more than what something on the television has to say. But sometimes I get so engrossed in what's on the television that when somebody else tries to talk to me, it's like... I'm hearing them, but I'm not hearing them. And I don't want us to be like that in our lives. I want us to be able to hear the voice of God in this season. Because He is still speaking. God hasn't stopped speaking just because our airwaves are full of negative coronavirus talk. We need to, in our homes, in your homes, we need to stop having words of faith competing with words of fear in your home. And the only way that you can do that is turn up the volume on the Word of God and turn down the volume on the Word of the enemy. Whatever speaks loudest in your life is what you will listen to the most. And you know, 
Being in the presence of God will not make you immune. It, it, your fate will still be shaken. But if we keep our eyes firmly fixed on Jesus, then we will, we will overcome this fear. You know, I love Jesus. He was the greatest teacher ever. And you know, and I've had some teachers in the past and I've liked some of them and some of them liked me and I didn't like some of them and some of them didn't like me. But, but I know what Jesus, I love Jesus and, and, and he loves me. So I tend to listen to what he has to say um, the most in my life. And I love Jesus because Jesus is a teacher and Jesus is always trying to teach us a lesson. And I know in this season, in this pandemic, Jesus is still trying to teach me a lesson. He's trying to teach all of us a lesson. And, and I'm really wanting to have my ears fully open in this season to hear what Jesus is wanting to say to me and, and through me to the church. I love when Jesus teaches his, his uh, apostles and his followers. And, and there was this one day that, that Jesus had, he had performed an amazing amount of miracles. He had healed people. He had opened deaf ears. He had, he had opened blind eyes. And he had, he had uh, um, cast out demons. There was, he had done some amazing things one, one, one of these days. And, and so much so that there was such a crowd of people around Jesus that they were crowding him. To a degree that he had to get a boat and stand in a boat in order for him to be able to continue to minister to his followers. And, and that day, Jesus used the situation to teach his followers and to teach us today a, a lesson about us trusting him at his words. It says in Mark chapter 4, and verse 35, it says, On that same day, the very same day that he had healed a multitude, cast out a multitude of demons, it says, on that same day, when the evening had come, Jesus said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him, Jesus, along in the boat as he was, and other little boats were also with them. You know, Jesus said, he said to the his disciples, he said, let us cross over to the other side. He said, you know what? We've had a great day today. We've ministered to so many people. You have witnessed yourself so many miracles. And, and you know when you witness a move of God, you, you, it builds faith in you. And I believe that evening as the disciples got into the boat with Jesus, and I believe their faith was ignited. And here Jesus said, you know, hey, hey, listen, guys, let's gather up our gear and, and let's get into the boat because we need to go someplace else. And Jesus said, let us go over to the other side of the lake. The one thing I, I love about this is, is that when Jesus says something, that, something to you and me that he's going to do, we need to learn to trust him at his word. If Jesus says you're going over to the other side, then, you know, you need to believe that that's what you're going to do in this situation we find ourselves in. If Jesus says, I'm going to bring you through this, well then, we need to trust him at his word. You know you're going to get to the other side. In verse 37, it teaches us that in every journey that we take with Jesus, it's not always going to be an easy journey. It says, And a great windstorm arose, and waves beat into the boat, so that it was already filling. As we take journeys with Jesus and as we take the journey in this day that we find ourselves through this coronavirus, I want you to know that it's not going to be all plain sailing. You're going to be attacked from the left. You're going to be attacked from the right. Even if you come into it like the disciples with your faith ignited in you, 
you're still going to be attacked. And, and this is what happened to the disciples that, that evening as they got into the boat. A big rain, rainstorm rose up on the lake, so much so that the water was filling the boat and, 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 and they were in fear. And, and I can understand how they felt. As an ex-fisherman, I can understand what it's like to be in a boat when there's a storm going on. I can understand what it's like to be in a boat when the boat is filling and as you bail the water out of the boat, out of the boat it seems to be coming in every bit as quick. These, these storms that arrive on rivers and lakes, they can be scary because you're out there vulnerable, vulnerable in the middle of your journey, in the middle of the lake. And this lightning is flashing all around you. The thunder is there too. And, and you can imagine what it must have felt like to the disciples. With the water filling, with all of the, the externals going on all around them. And to top it all off, it was either getting dark or it was dark. Verse 38 says, But Jesus was in the stern asleep on a pillow. And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care? that we are perishing. You know, through this storm, when all around him were in fear of their lives, when the boat was filling with water, when the thunder was crashing and the lightning was striking, Jesus slept like a baby. Why did he do that? You know why he did that? Because Jesus told him, we are going to the other side. You know, when Jesus tells you you're going to do something, you know, I believe, you know, the position he takes up, is one of sleep, is one of relax, is one of calm. Jesus had already told his disciples, we are going to the other side. So no matter what happened in the journey, and as I said, things will happen in the journey, no matter what happens in the journey, you need to convince yourself that if he said we're going to the other side, then we're going to get there. Regardless of what may come up in the journey, whether it be a thunderstorm, a, a financial issue, a relational issue, a, a health issue, or a, a, a coronavirus ish, virus issue. If Jesus said you're getting to the other side, then you're getting to the other side. Right there in the middle of all of that uncertainty, when all around him were fearful of their lives, Jesus slept like a baby. You know, there was one time I didn't like a thunderstorm when I was younger. Now I mean younger, a lot younger, I mean younger. I was terrified of thunderstorms. And you know why that was? Because everybody around me and my family were terrified of them as well. So that terror that they had on them transferred to me. So every time there was a thunderstorm, I went with the rest of them and hid. Do you know what I've learned in, as I've grown? I've learned to enjoy a good thunderstorm. I know when a thunderstorm comes, and for me they don't come that often, or often enough, I enjoy them. I now head to my sunroom, even if it's at three in the morning, and I, I sit in my sunroom and, I, and I'll watch the amazing light show, and now I know that, you know, I can enjoy this, because I know that the chances of, of me ever being harmed in a thunderstorm are so minute that I just need to relax and enjoy them. And I think that we need to relax and enjoy this life with Jesus too. Because if Jesus says we're going to do something, then we're going to do it. Amen? Jesus was sound asleep while just a few feet away was his apostles and they were terrified because they thought they were going to die in 
this storm. Lightning was flashing. Thunder was crashing. The waves were, were high. There was a, a whole light show going on, like ACDC, the Rolling Stones, Metallica, and whoever else you can think of were all in the room together, all banging and jamming away together. And all right in the middle of that, Jesus was black out asleep. He was flat out asleep. He had, when he had told his disciples, he said, you know what? We're going over to the other side. It was like Jesus had his pillow under his arm. And when he got into the boat, then he went to the, to the back of the boat and he put his pillow down and, and he went flat out asleep. He had one of those sleeps that you have maybe two or three times a year. Maybe you've had some in the last few weeks where you just go to bed and as soon as your head hits the pillow, you're out like you got, got anesthetic or something like that. You're, you're flat out. You know, World War III could be going on outside your window and you wouldn't even know. That was the kind of sleep that Jesus was having that night. I wonder sometimes when we go through our greatest fears, when the world has fallen down all around us, do we react sometimes a little bit like the apostles, thinking that we're going to drown? And I believe when we think those ways, I think we have forgotten the words that Jesus said in Matthew 28 when he said, I am with you always. I am with you always, he said, even to the end of the age. Or how Jesus quoted in Hebrews saying, I will never leave you or I will never forsake you. So if we're followers of Jesus, we need to remind ourselves, even in the middle of the storm, even in the middle of the, 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 the heightened part of this, this coronavirus that we're going through at the moment, even in everything that that shows up and all the things that surround us, we need to remind ourselves that greater is he who is in me and he who is in the world. And if he said, I'm going through this, then I am going to go through this. Second Thessalonians chapter 3, it says, but the Lord is faithful. You know, I, I think we need to remind ourselves of that when we see everything that's going on all around us in every negative situation in our lives. I think we need to remind ourselves that the Lord is faithful. He's faithful. He's faithful to you. He's faithful to me. He's faithful to this church. He's faithful to this nation. God is faithful. He will establish you and He will guard you against the evil one. God is out to guard and protect you. When you allow fear to dominate your life, you're saying that, God, I don't believe that you're protecting me. You're saying, God, I don't believe you're taking care of me. When you allow the enemy to speak louder into your life and block out the Word of God, I think you're cutting yourself off from the blessing and the protection of God. God is faithful. He said he will establish you. He will guard you against the evil one. Jesus told his followers before they got into the boat, he said, let us go over to the other side. Do you know Jesus predicted the end of their journey before they started the journey? And God is the same in your life and my life. He said he will bless you. He will protect you. He will establish you. He said he is faithful. He will guard you against the evil one. You know, God has predicted your end right before and in the middle of your journey. And after he said that, he grabbed his pillow, he hunkered down, knowing that he was going to get to the other side. But the apostles, when the storm arose, they were fearful. 
They allowed fear to come into their lives. They allowed the enemy to, to, um, to flood their lives with fear. They allowed the enemy to control how they felt. And I think that's what the enemy is doing in this circumstance and situation too. He is trying to dominate your life. He's trying to dominate your family with fear so as to drown out the words of God. So as to get you to a place where you forget the promises of God because you're living in the fear of the enemy. I want you to know God says we are going to come through this. He tells us how our journey is going to end if we put our trust in Him. Psalms 23 says there in verse 4, it says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Church, I want you to remember that the shadow of a gun never shot anyone. The shadow of a knife never hurt anyone. And I want you to know that the shadow of the coronavirus, it will not hurt you. It will not hurt you because God is with you. He is leading you and he is going to guide you out the other side. The story continues in Mark chapter 6, verse 39. It says, And then Jesus arose and he rebuked the wind and he said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. I love this. Jesus is teaching us that as we go through some stuff, that he has put power in your words. And in his word, he said that we are to speak to our mountains to be removed. And in the apostles' lives that night, the mountains was the wind, the waves, the storm, the fear of death. In our day, we, we have mountains too. We have mountains in this virus. We have mountains in this possible recession. You know, all of these, these things that, that we need to speak against, we need to take authority and we need to speak against the fears, the storms in our life, to speak against the virus, speak against the fears and they will obey you because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. It says in verse 40, and he said to them, why are you so fearful? And I believe that's what God is saying to us today. Why are we so fearful? How is it that you have no faith. And I think this is what God is saying. He's saying that we should not be living in fear. We need to exercise our faith. But if the enemy can get you to concentrate on his voice instead of us concentrating on the voice of God, then we will not be able to exercise our faith and we will continue to live in fear. God is in control. He's saying, I will guide you. I will lead you. And I will get you safely through to the other side. Romans chapter 8, it says there in verse 31, it says, if God is for you, and he is, if God is for you, who can be against you? Nothing can come against you if God is for you. God will get you through to the other side. God is on your side. Coronavirus can have no power over you nor the fear of coronavirus can have no power over you. No weapon, including a virus, recession, sickness, or whatever it may be, no weapon formed or fashioned against you will prosper against you in any way, shape, or form. Isaiah 41 and verse 
10 says. It says, fear not, for I am with you. There you go. If I was to say nothing else this morning, that should be enough for you. Fear not, because God is with you. Fear not, he said. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. When fear comes knocking on your door, you need to tell fear where to go. You need to tell fear. You need to remind fear. That fear, you're answerable to God. And I am His. And He has told me not to fear because He is with me. I remember when I was growing up as a child that when I was around my dad, I didn't care what went on. I wasn't in fear. The whole world could have been crashing down all around me. And when I was with my dad, there was no fear. I mean, we could have walked through the middle of a battlefield with guns and bombs going all around us. But as I was standing beside my dad, I had no fear. When I was out fishing with my dad and storms came and the boats were filling, he was as calm as anything. And when he was calm, I was calm. And let me, know, let, let, me let you know today, God is calm. God is not running around heaven pulling his hair out, wondering what is he going to do about this coronavirus. Do you know he hasn't changed his position at all? God is calm. And he wants us to be calm too. He's saying, fear not, because I am with you. We have to have the same confidence in our Father God as we did in our earthly God, our earthly Father. 2 Timothy chapter 1, it says there in the New Century Version, it says in verse 7, it says, God did not give us a spirit that makes us afraid, but a spirit of power and love and self-control. So if you're going through a fearful time at the moment of this virus, I want you to know that that fear is not coming from God. It's coming from the enemy. And you need to, if you're fearful of this, you need to drown out the enemy. I mean, if something is causing you to be fearful you need to cut it out of your life because it, ain't, it is doing your life no good and if you don't cut it out of your life it'll continue to grow in your life and it will consume your life we need to refresh ourselves with the word of god amen psalms 34 it says there in verse 4 it says i sought the lord and he answered me and he delivered me from all of my fears when fear comes knocking on your door, you need to seek the Lord because He delivered you from all fear. Amen? Proverbs 29 and verse 25 says, The fear of man is a snare. The fear of man is a snare. This coronavirus has come from man's endeavors. Whether it's come from a Wuhan wet market or wherever else it may have come from, it is a snare of man. God didn't send the coronavirus. It is because of man's activity. So the word of God says that the fear of man is a snare. This coronavirus, the fear of it, is a snare for man. And we are not to be caught in it. we got to put our trust in God and He will keep us safe. Joshua chapter 1 and verse 9, it says, I have... Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened. And do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you 
go. Again, God is saying, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of the stuff you hear in the news, the stuff you listen to on the radio, the stuff you read in your newspapers. Don't let that cause fear to dominate your life. He says, keep your focus on me. Keep your focus on me. I am with you wherever you go. God hasn't left us in this circumstance. God hasn't left us in this situation. Whatever stuff you're going through at the moment, whether it's fear of this virus or or a health issue in your body or financial or relational issues, I want you to know that God says, do not be afraid. He is with you through every circumstance, through every situation. Philippians chapter 4, it says there in verse 6, it says, do not be anxious about anything. Well, I can be anxious about the coronavirus. No! God says, do not be anxious about anything. He says, but in everything, every circumstance, every situation you go through, he says, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And I want you to know at this time, God is listening. He hears your prayers. He hasn't shut up his ears because we're going through some stuff or he wants us to learn a harsh lesson in it. No, God is with you. He doesn't want us to be anxious or afraid. He wants us to continue to make our prayers and petitions known to him because he hears us. Amen? And he will answer us. When you are in a fearful situation, anxiety, fear or worry will not be your release. It will only multiply your fear. Paul tells us that in every situation that we go through, we are to bring our fears to God, the only one that can release us from our fears. Psalms 56 says there in verse 3, it says, when I am afraid. And you know what? It's understandable sometimes if we allow the enemy to continue to speak into our lives, that fear will come. But if fear does come, here's what it says we're to do. You're to put your trust in the Lord. When I'm afraid, I put my trust in you. In God, whose word I praise. In God, I trust. I shall not be afraid. What can flesh do to me. You know, if your trust is in God, there's nothing the enemy can do to you. The enemy will come and he'll make noise, he'll bang pans, he'll, he'll slam doors, he'll bring storms, he'll, he'll bring rumors of this and, and all of this kind of, he'll bring all of this stuff externally around your life to cause fear in your life. But if you learn to drown him out and increase the volume on, on God's word in your life, in your family, in your home, then the fear of the enemy will be drowned out and you will learn to relax and allow God to minister to you through this season. I want to finish today with Psalms 23. Let me just read this to you. Let me encourage you to let this minister to you today. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever.
If you don't know Jesus, I want to give you the opportunity to know Jesus today. What we've talked about for the last few minutes has all been about putting our faith and trust in God. And if you haven't put your faith or your trust in God to make Him the Lord and the Savior of your life, to be sure that when fear comes that you can turn to God, I want to give you that opportunity today. Romans chapter 10, it says there in verse 13, it says, Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So what I want to do today is to give you the opportunity to call on the name of the Lord. And the Word of God says if you do so, if you believe it in your heart, confess it with your mouth, it says you will be saved. So if you will, just take a moment and just repeat this prayer after me, believing the words that you say. Heavenly Father, I give you my life. Jesus, I trust in you. I believe in you. Jesus, save me. Make me brand new. Fill me with your spirit so that I can follow you and live for you. Thank you, God, that you are near me, that you will never leave me, that you will always be with me. My life is not my own. Today, I give it to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey guys, thanks again for joining us today. Make sure you like, share and subscribe to our YouTube and Facebook. And if you want to give to this amazing church today, we're going to have links in the comment section down below. Take care and we'll see you soon.